Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Valley Business Radio, spotlighting the Valley's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Valley Business Radio, where we tell the stories that traditional media tends to ignore and help connect you to the right people. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian McIntyre, and I'm joined in the studio today by Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100, a unique publication of 100-word stories. It comes out every two weeks. Abby, you've got an issue coming up on the 18th. What's going on? What are the stories that we're going to be hearing about this week? I do, and thank you so much for having me. I'm just back from vacation. I'm rested and ready to go. So as you said, this is an e-newsletter that comes out twice a month. We have 15 stories, 100 words a piece, and we focus on interesting information from across our state. So just to give you a highlight of some of the things we're expecting to read about this coming issue, um, the Pasquayaki tribe um, in the Tucson area just received a grant from HUD, uh, Housing and Urban Development, to expand a Boys and Girls Club facility on the reservation. So uh, since 1999, there has been a, a Boys and Girls Club on the reservation, but it's been small and, and limited in what they've been able to do. And with this additional um, financial support from the um, HUD and the ICDBG, that's a specific funding for Indian country, they're going to be able to expand. They're going to um, add some additional programming and be able to offer more programming to the um, the kids that live on the reservation. So it's pretty exciting for them out there. It's such an important thing with, with historically underserved areas of our state. Resources on the reservation have been limited. People have had to go outside, but it's great to see a lot of um, new life and new support and new facilities being provided for those young people. Right. And Pasquayaki is is a very adjacent to the city of Tucson. I mean, there's a lot of shared boundaries. In fact, as you're driving through, you may not even realize that you've crossed over into uh, reservation land. So there's a lot of synergy between the city and the tribe. And so this is a great um, additional partnership with the Boys and Girls Club there. And while we're kind of talking about granting, there's an organization here in the Metro Phoenix area called BHH Legacy Foundation. And they are a organization that provides funding to um, health and human services organizations to improve things like healthcare in our community, um, the workforce, et cetera. And they just announced um, their annual awards program has submitted, uh, provided about $3 million in the first six months of the year um, to organizations across um, the Phoenix area, which is amazing to me. And, and they continue to do so. They've been doing this for almost 20 years now. And so nonprofit organizations have an opportunity to submit an application. If it meets the, the Legacy Foundation's criteria, they have an opportunity to receive funding for some additional programming. So we salute them for, for that effort. And, and this is very exciting. As you know, in this studio, we've had leaders from a number of nonprofit organizations that are really serving not just populations in the city of Phoenix, but throughout the state with uh, mental health, you know, lots of different support. So it's very exciting that resources are available. This is important work. Right. And we, we as an organization here, um, as HMA Public Relations, the, the producers of the Arizona 100 do a lot of work in the nonprofit sector as well. And so we're always thrilled to hear about the good work that these other um, organizations are doing. Another topic of interest, I think, to all of us is protecting ourselves online and, and cybersecurity and cyber protection. A new organization is opening in Tempe, Arizona called Acronis. They are a research and development arm of a cyber protection company, a global private, uh, cyber protection company. They're planning to have about 150 people um, here in the Valley in their Tempe office. 
with an investment of about $50 million over the next three years in research and development. So it's pretty exciting for the city of Tempe. You know, this is something that makes the news a lot when there's a huge problem, a, a data leak, a big hacking attempt, questions about elections, questions about all kinds of things. What most people don't realize is the pervasiveness of this. Every device we own is now connected to the internet pretty much 24-7. So cybersecurity, especially for businesses with sensitive data, is very, very important. And will continue to be. I think we all have to pay attention to that in our own uh, personal lives as well as in our professional lives as well. And um, in that protection environment out in the city of Eloy, as we're kind of spending a little bit time in the uh, southern part of our state, they are doing a remodel of City Hall and their police department. Um, They're going to be converting a building that was first constructed in 1952 into a building now that will uh, house the police department, um, will be a complement to the City Hall that they've opened and create this inviting area in the downtown area of Eloy. They're hoping to have this done by the end of 2000, or 2020. Uh, so the city will have, a, um, have to work in, in sort of tandem with the construction project and, of course, you know, continuing the operations of the police department. So it'll be interesting to watch how they pull all that together. I mean, that's a challenging project, just the architectural dimension of adaptive reuse and historic buildings and modernizing them for the needs of a 21st century police force, municipal government, and fire department. I mean, very, very fascinating. Right, right. So as you're heading to uh, Tucson, Eloy is out that direction. Take a look and see what they've got going on there. Now, I found this one most fascinating, first of all, because it is brought to us by the International Dark Sky Association, because yes, there is an association for virtually everything. So the International Dark Sky Association works to protect the night skies for present and future generations. And they have named our beloved Grand Canyon an International Dark Sky Park. So they will be creating, the Grand Canyon Conservancy and others are going to be creating this, I don't even know the right word to put, this, this, set, this setting so that the, we can observe the Grand Canyon with, um, with all the beautiful stars and the clouds and things that are up there, but while protecting this night sky, dark sky concept. I, I don't think we realize, especially in urban areas, just how much light is reflected back to us off of the atmosphere. And our street lights and roads and, you know, porch lights and pretty much everything add up to a cumulative light pollution. And of course, folks in Flagstaff are already familiar with this because their area is designated because of the observatory and, and other things there. Their area is designated as a, as a dark sky area. It's really interesting to see this expanding out into one of our greatest, I think, worldwide treasures. Right. So they're going to retrofit over 1,500 light fixtures. And uh, they hope to have at least 90% of the lighting meet the International Dark Sky Association standards by 2022. So the next time you're visiting the Grand Canyon, observe the new lighting. Nothing more magnificent than a dark sky full of stars. I know. Isn't it, it beautiful? It really puts things in perspective. It does. And, and, and really minimizes a lot of the, the challenges that you might be facing when you get to kind of take a look at that, that beauty that's out there. So a couple other things to mention, some new restaurants and such are opening across our state. Here in the Phoenix area, out at Desert Ridge Marketplace, we're going to have a new tea cafe called Share Tea. Um, It's the first Arizona location to open. And it's going to take an eclectic take on tea drinks, uh, black tea, classic milk teas, ice blends. So this is um, one of the, uh, a variety of new openings at Desert Ridge Marketplace, um, which is going through a $22 million renovation. But if you'd like to sip a cup of hot tea and enjoy 
a little quiet time, then go visit Cher Tea. Or even the boba tea that has the the little balls in it. it. Yeah. You know, having, I I never really got into that stuff, but I moved here from the Bay Area in California six years ago. And of course, there's a very strong and pervasive Asian influence in culture and food and government and everything. And so it's wonderful to see this eclectic, but delicious uh, offering being available here in the desert. And I think tea is really kind of making its way and trying to fight for our, our coffee, uh, locations in in the valley across the state probably across the country but we're seeing a little bit more let's go out for tea versus let's go grab a cup of coffee so it'll be interesting to see how that's going and then and that renovation of the desert ridge marketplace is truly spectacular i was just over there a few weeks ago and it's just phenomenal so if, if you think you know what desert ridge is about but you haven't been there in a while go back and check it out which is a good sign that retail is still booming here in our state and then finally um if uh sushi is more your style which you and I have certainly enjoyed a little bit of that yeah, along the together, way. Together, yeah. We have. There's a new uh, location opening in Scottsdale called Oban. They are a Tucson-based company that's bringing their first um, location here to McCormick Ranch. It will be, as they're calling it, a unique interpretation of traditional Japanese dishes with Korean influences. Now, that's marvelous. A lot of sushi restaurants actually are Korean. And uh, then there's very traditional Japanese. You get a mix of both. I'm excited. This is a a place that's been very successful in Tucson. And so to have them now opening at the Grove in Scottsdale's McCormick Ranch is, um, again, just a sign of the vibrancy of our food culture here in the Valley. Right. I think we have something like, you know, more restaurant openings per capita than anywhere else in the Southwest. And and I challenge anybody to go see if they can try every, every new restaurant we talk about here on the Arizona 100. Yeah, that would be tricky. And in fact, uh, tomorrow on Valley Business Radio, we're, we're going to be interviewing some folks from the restaurant industry and really kind of celebrating and supporting some of the exciting things that are happening around the Valley. Now, the Arizona 100 is a free publication. How do people get on the list to get these twice monthly issues in their inbox? Sure. This is a free e-newsletter. You subscribe at thearizona100.com. The the is very important, thearizona100.com. It's a free newsletter. comes twice a month on second and fourth Thursday. We're a little off this week because of variety of us on um, vacations and such, so we postponed uh, one week. But we'd love to um, have you as a subscriber. And if you've got news to share and you'd like us to consider featuring it in our newsletter, please Email our editor at editor at the Arizona100.com and we will be happy to consider it for a future issue. I think that's an important point. This is not just any Arizona 100. This is the Arizona 100. That's right. The one, the only. The Arizona 100 available in your inbox and also online, multimedia stories, 100 words or 100 second videos. Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. For all of us here at Business Radio X, this is Dr. Adrian McIntyre, and we'll see you next time on Valley Business Radio. Music.